All August long, we're doing a kind of funny Patreon pledge drive and asking you to chip in on patreon.com slash kind of funny if you enjoy the shows. For real, we're an 11 person independent operation and we couldn't do it without your financial support on patreon.com slash kind of funny. So thank you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Games cast. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Hispanic heartthrob, Texas treat, Latino heat, clicking heads, ripping them to shreds, the globe trotting, three-point shooting, rooting, tooting. What? You did it. Globe trotting, headshotting. But then you did the basketball thing right there. Oh, okay. You did it. I you're changed it because you're you did along. it. You're You're right. You're you right. wanted me to say headshotting and you were doing a three-point shoot? You're right. Okay. My bad. There you go. My there bad. you go. From Twitch.tv, Andy Cortez. Hello, everybody. Hey, Andy, how are you? I'm doing. I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, Why I'm. Fantastic? Uh, I'm going on vacation tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, sure, vacation. Sure. Right, I'm going home. Just gonna. That's still vacation, right? You're not gonna. Yeah, work like, in, my right? parents are gonna wake me up like at nine forty-five every morning to do sure. some stuff I don't want to do. How long are you gone for? A week or like six days. Yeah. Okay. You dragging PC console. What are you doing? You, you sometimes you stream when you're back in the taking the Razer laptop. Okay. Because uh, I want to do at least. W- I'm just. We'll talk about Baldur's Gate three. The rest, of the, like later on the stream, yeah, I'm so yeah, addicted yeah. to it. I gotta stream it. I gotta play it more. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm taking my Razer laptop to use that to stream from the old casa. Okay. Now here's the problem. Again, parents, they just don't understand. Rio Grande Valley. I appreciate y'all, but man, y'all gotta up these upload speeds. Like, yeah. hey, you'll get twenty upload, twenty megabits upload. Okay, well, it's not really twenty then. You're, I'm gonna get twelve maybe. Yeah. And it's gonna be a bad time. There's gonna be constant frame drops. I'm gonna have to. Stream at 15 frames per second at 640p, probably. Yeah. Not looking forward to it. Maybe just don't stream, you know, chill out, hang out. See your yeah, family. the game's too good, man. <laughs> play it! Just play the game! It doesn't always have to be content, but that does parlay into what we're talking about. But before then, of course, let's welcome all the way from SoCal, the best voice in the business, Paris Lily. Hello. I have a question for the Nitro Rifle. Yeah, we're here. Why don't you like Dr. Pepper? It's overrated, Paris. It's overrated. <laughs> if anything, it's underrated. No, it's like, overrated. I'm not even a soda guy, but no, like, I respect anytime, Dr. Anytime Pepper. Anytime you bring up Dr. Pepper, everybody, you know, everybody's, you know, creaming their jeans yeah. and shitting their pants all Whoa. over the place. And it's just like, it's just, I've always thought it was overrated. And then like drinking it today, I'm like, get this shit out of here. Get it out of my vicinity. You know? That's crazy. Talk. It's because I just grew up with my it parents. Is. My parents were always buying diet dr pepper and diet dr thunder and it was always like the diet soda that everybody's like we're the most accurate to the real taste in soda everybody's like wow i can't believe this isn't real and like it was all we had in my house i just fucking hate it dude see i understand that i hate diet sodas too i'm not gonna sit here and and simp for diet dr pepper but I'll tell you what, back in the day, we'd get some Sir Nick's pizza, a Dr. Pepper, head over to Michael Bryan's house, play some N64. Okay, that sounds cool. That was dope as That hell. sounds cool. Here's my problem, though, Paris. A lot of people have been going, Andy, like Barrett said, Andy, do you like root beer, though? And I said, yeah, I love root beer. And in Barrett's mind, that's the most accurate thing to Dr. Pepper. But on the opposite side of things, some people have also That's gone, not what I said, though. No, but this some, is a conversation where Andy's just telling you what you said. Yeah, I'm just telling you what you said, right? I uh, didn't say that. And though. so, uh, well, I mean, you know, what you said. I just tomato, found, tomato. In, in tomato, my tomato. conversations with people, I had just found that there was some weird correlation, except for you, that if one doesn't like Dr. Pepper, for some reason, they also don't like root beer. Okay, unnecessary addition. We can agree, right? Unnecessary addition. So then some people also <laughs> go, uh, some people also go, Andy, don't you, you like cherry Coke, mouth. though? And I go, yeah. And they go, well, 
I'm like, well, well, what? It doesn't taste like cherry Coke. Cherry Coke. Cherry sodas doesn't taste like Dr. Pepper. And if it did, then there wouldn't be a cherry Dr. Pepper. You got Thank you, everybody. Vote for me. That's a good point. Paris, are you a big Dr. Pepper guy? Uh, yeah, but Diet Dr. Pepper. And it's funny he brought up Dr. Pepper. Because it tastes Sunday. so much I'll, like I'll, regular. Yeah, it. <laughs> it's so accurate. <laughs> Just Diet Dr. Pepper. Okay, fine. Have it your way, And Paris. Mr. Pibb. Mm. Mr. Pibb, that was the, see that was that we were what is that as a Coke brand right? We were a Coke, yeah. we were a Coke high school, so that you're having Pib extra at yeah. high school. What was the extra? I don't fucking know. More Pibs. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> so many Pibs in here. There's so many Pib protons <laughs> particles. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Paris, thank you so much for joining us. It's rare that we get oh, you outside of a kind of yes. funny X cast. I know. Thank you for having me. Oh, please. I can get away from Gary Witta. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? You want to talk about a wet blanket. funny? I think Gary and I are, like, building this rivalry that I didn't know we had because he he trolls me on social media constantly. Yeah, that's how Gary shows affection, but it really doesn't go the way he thinks it does, you know? I'm like, wait, does Gary not like me anymore? What's going on? No, it means he likes you more than ever. You know what I mean? Now you're getting some of Mr. Witta's time, his valuable time. Yeah. I'm so sick of seeing this man's backsplash and power plugs for his kitchen. Like we get it. You're renovating. You wrote the book of Eli. Calm down. I, I think he also, dog. I think he sees the way that you show love and affection on the internet, Paris, and is like, I want to reciprocate. That because must be what I, it is. Because I, I, I am a troll on the internet. I see yeah. Paris trolling uh, Danny um, Pena or Paris or just other folks on the internet. I'm like, all right, Please. this this is. Or Paris is trolling herself. I'm such a troll. I will turn Sorry, it on my the, own feet. I was thinking of the, uh, the bad cook. My bad. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, this is how Paris shows love and affection. Yeah. You know? And well, I do have a new rivalry on the internet. And it's who is Brit. It? Who? Brit and what's good games. Oh, Brit, I, sure. I to- yeah, because I told her I don't like Resident Evil. So we've, we've had a rivalry for the past few months. Yeah. It's escalating now. I saw over the weekend, yeah, you put up a photo of you with a controller playing one of the Res Evils. Yeah. How's that going? Just a troller. I'm not going to play it. Yeah. <laughs> Just chat. <laughs> you, it's like a time lapse of you buying it, downloading it, and then deleting yeah. it without ever opening yeah. it. It's like, I don't care. Burn. What do you like about Resident Evil, Paris? I just, okay, we're really going to go there. I personally think Resident Evil has not evolved enough over the past couple decades. To me, it's just the same old shit sure. every time. So like to Dr. me, it, it, so when I see a new one come out, I don't get excited. I said the only new thing that they've done is the big vampire lady. That's it. Other than that, and they got stuff. rid of her so soon. Yeah, you know, in the first act. Yeah, first act. Well, don't forget, Medium was a better game that year. <laughs> <laughs> Medium was better than Resident Evil Village. I'll say it. Now, a lot of people are uh, afraid. A fellow Doctor Pepper hater. <laughs> <laughs> we're not here to talk about any of that we're here to talk about our starfield plans but before we do let me remind you that this is the kind of funny games cast each and every week we get together to talk about all the things we love and sometimes don't love about video games if you love that head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or kind of funny where of course you can get the show ad free you can watch it live as we record it just like drago is joshy g is guitar hero arrow r uh, if you're watching live sound off of course in the chat so you can be included in the conversation because I want to know your Starfield plans as well. Of course, on patreon.com slash kind of funny, you could also get the show ad free on demand as a video, as an MP3. And then, of course, you get the bevy of benefits for the other podcasts. Watch them live as we record them, uh, get games daily ad free and all that jazz. I uh, get more than 300 exclusive episodes since we launched the spare bedroom in October only on patreon.com slash kind of funny. And of course, you get this cool trog shirt that I'm wearing right now. 
We the Trog. We the it's trog. a wrestling reference, and then it's also a reference to our chat. I'm very happy about it. Uh, remember, of course, if you have no bucks to toss our way on Patreon, it's no big deal. YouTube.com slash games and podcast services around the globe each and every week for a brand spanking new episode. Housekeeping for you. Jeff Jarrett is torturing me. He has shown up after, of course, compressing my spine. I used to be 6'3". I'm now 6'1". This is a true fact. The doctor confirmed the other day. After compressing my spine with a guitar on a stream last wow. week, available on YouTube.com slash games, he then crashed PSI Love You XOXO to chase me, saying he's going to make my life a living hell for two weeks. And then on Monday's Games Daily, he did it again. So you all need to be aware that Jeff Jarrett, he's gone rogue. All right. It's a broken arrow situation. We can't <laughs> control him anymore. He's got discord access. He's in and out whenever he wants to. Barrett's helping when it happens. We don't like this. We don't support this. I put up a cutting promo. I've, I've destroyed this man's career on I'd Twitter and Instagram idea. right now. I love the idea of Barrett not even knowing how he gets into the discord and just like, sir, we don't know. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, no the Eric's got to stick together. I don't like this, this wrestling stable. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for Jeff Jarrett throughout all our content. I guess is the promo. It could happen at any time. <laughs> Thank you to our Patreon producers, Jedi Master, Deadpool, Delaney Twining, Logan Delaney. Uh, today we're brought to you by Liquid IV, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's start with topic of the show. There it was. I, was, I went as long as I could. I, you, you threw you me know, in for a curveball, I know. Ball, I didn't man. tell you I was going to do the PS I love you tots. Yeah. By the way, Tim Gettys, your usual host, not here. Bit by a snake on the dick. Uh, today's mm-hmm. topic of the show, of course, ladies and gentlemen, is as we record it, we are 18 days away from Starfield. Fuck. As of posting, we'll be 17 days away because that's how math works. Uh, what I thought would be fun is I wanted to temperature check, Paris, Andy, on what your plans are for Starfield. And I know that sounds goofy and it can be interpreted a lot of different ways. And I want us to interpret a lot of different ways. Chat, I want to know your plans for Starfields as you watch a live there on patreon.com slash kind of funny. But I also think we have a very interesting perspective, all three of us. And I have questions for each of you guys about it. Of course... Plans for Starfield, it is our job to review ga- games. You can assume we will be getting Starfield early at some point. I can tell you we do not have Starfield, so don't get that. But eventually we're going to do an FAQ on the Xcast, kindoffunny.com slash Xcast, with your questions you'd want answered in an FAQ. Obviously non-spoilery stuff, but the stuff you think you might miss from a review or catch all the reviews whenever they do post and then send them in there and we can do that. You may not have it yet. I'm on my second playthrough. Goddamn, son. Yeah. Okay, wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. You're just playing Outer Wild. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but the, the perspectives are interesting, right? Paris Lily, of course, this will be your first official lead reviewer spot for kind of funny you will be coming up to san francisco you will be on the games cast you will do this x cast faq with us we're very excited for it um andy you of course are working at kind of funny and playing games all the time but you stream so much at night that i want to know a few questions about that and then even myself i think you know with a not even two-year-old at home trying to jump into a bethesda rpg on a deadline is going to be a much different thing so I really want to talk about how we're all tackling this and what is going on. And Paris, I'll start with you, lead reviewer for us. When you get this code, have you prepared your family to never see you again? Are you taking time off from your day job? Because, of course, as great as you are at content creation, it is not your full-time job. What is your Starfield plan? All the above, actually. Um, it's kind of why I've been absent the past month or so. Uh, on Xcast and everything because I've been taking care of a lot of things at work so I can kind of free myself up for a a week or two or however long we're going to have the game when we get the review code so I can focus on that as literally my job 
right? Um, family kind of understands what's what's going to happen. So I think I'll be fine there. See, that's the beauty of, you'll find this out soon enough, Greg, but this is the beauty of having kids that are teenage or above. <laughs> Feed yourself. I don't have to worry about anything you do. You're fine. So I'll, I'll, I'll be good on that. I'll, ha- I'll have enough time. I'll have enough free time to be able to focus on the game. My plan of attack is, since I'm going to do the lead review, is obviously complete the story, start to finish, roll credits on that. And then I want to try and make sure that I touch on every, what we would perceive as every major feature in Starfield. So sure. think about the ship building, think about creating the outposts, think about the economy system, think about joining various factions, think about trying to test out as many weapons as I possibly can. I want to at least make sure I'm, I'm touching everything that is reasonable in the amount of time that we're going to have to review it so that I can kind of give an overall look at what the game is versus kind of jumping into a rabbit hole. And I've spent the past two weeks being a space pirate and there's a whole other section of the game that I never see because that's all I'm focused on. Is that how you normally would play the game Paris or are you no. trying? Okay. No, it wouldn't be if, if I wasn't reviewing it, knowing that this is a Bethesda RPG, just kind of ironically enough, I have been playing some fallout three again, just messing around and just kind of going in the past thing about new Vegas and Skyrim and things like that. There's times where I will just veer off into just one section of the game. And I look up and I've been doing that for 20 hours and not seen entire sections of a Bethesda type of RPG. And that would kind of be the danger of doing that this time with the limited amount of time being being review. So I want to make sure that I'm hitting that main story. There'll be some side stuff that I'll do, of course. But yeah, I, I, I know me and I know that there's certain things that if I'm not careful, I'll just, that'll be my focus the entire so now time. I love so. this conversation to jump into a, a different vein almost or thing. Cause again, Paris, you know how much I love you first off as a person, love you as a performer, uh, but uh, working with you. What about like, me? Huh? What about me? Oh, Andy, it's great that you come into work. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, and man, the shirts you make, woo, you know, okay. <laughs> they're great. No, but uh, Andy, I love you too. Thank you. Uh, love you. But I meant more for Paris, of course, like I don't get to work with you in this capacity. Right. So you're talking about this being a, a, a review and an official review. So for you, you've obviously done, done gamer tag forever. You've talked about yeah. games forever. If you were reviewing it, any on any of those shows would you treat it this way as well in terms of like you have to see as much as you can touch as much as you can you know see credits yeah to to your point about me being the lead reviewer on it yeah i would because i think it's important that i'm i want to give a very educated opinion about the game if if i'm scoring it if i'm saying Let's say I'm saying Starfield's a four out of five. I want to be able <laughs> there. To it get... is. You heard it here first, Andy. Oh my God! Call yeah, Schreier. Tweet it out. Here they come. But <laughs> watch out. Close your DMs right now. <laughs> yeah. But if I'm saying it's a four out of five, I want to give a very reasoned opinion as to why it's a four out of five of because I can say I did X. I did all of these things that you would expect to do in the game, and this is why I feel this way about it. Versus going, yeah, I spent 50 hours as a space pirate, and I stole a bunch of ships, and I built a bunch of ships, and I set up a trade route to, I don't know. Naboo? Yeah, Naboo. There you go, or Endor or something, right? No, I want to be able to say that I've at least done everything that you that we know of in the in the game. I'm sure there might be some mystery stuff that we still don't know about, so that... I have those talking points like this is what it's like to join the Crimson Fleet. This is what it's like to go do this, et cetera, on, on down the line. Whereas if I'm just playing the game 
And it's not my responsibility to, to say that it's my review and my score, then I'm just, I'm, I'm playing it as a gamer more so to speak. Right. So I'm not worried so much about, well, the review and embargo's coming out. I need to finish the game, you know? And obviously I know that's kind of the format with kind of funny anyway, anyways, where any, someone that's not the lead reviewer isn't necessarily going to finish the game, but you can talk about your experience of the game as a kind of a supplement of course. to the lead reviewer. Paris, um, how deep do you get into the character creation mm-hmm. and over under three and a half? How many times will you start and then remake a character from scratch? Because an hour in, you're like, ah, this oh, is man, it. I never thought of it in cutscenes. Yeah, like actually, you know what? Shoulders are a little too high. I didn't realize it. <laughs> when it's in game, it looks a little bit different. How many times do you do that? Because when we did our Baldur's Gate kind of impressions, I was like, yeah, I have about eight to ten hours in the game. And about two to three of them are me just restarting different characters because I didn't really like the whole vibe of it. Yeah, I I would say, again, as the lead reviewer on this one, I definitely want to spend some extensive time in it playing around with the character creator. So I may do a couple different characters before I decide on a final one. I already know what my character's name is going to be and what I want my character to look like. But I will probably experience not. Go spoil it. Cannot because someone will steal it and they're going to name theirs. I want to be the first person in the world with this name. So I'm not saying it, but uh, they're not reviewing it. They don't have review code. You don't have to worry. Who's going to pop up over a game spot and steal your name? You'd be surprised. And you know how many Taylor Swift's there'll be, but I'll be the first. I'm fine. (laughs) It's it's going to be a Khalif joke. No, actually, it's not. He almost did the pivot of like, that's a great idea. (laughs) No, that's that's another question I have. And I know this is a silly one, but like, Andy, do you expect to role play in this game? I think, you know, especially coming off of Baldur's Gate, which I know we want to talk about in the back half of the show, some updated stuff. When I was playing Baldur's Gate, it felt a little bit more like, oh, I can get into the nitty gritty here and actually feel like I'm this character. Before, when I play a Bethesda RPG, a role playing game, but a Bethesda RPG, I am very much like, all right, I'm going to be the good guy or I'm going to do the thing or I'm going to do like, I don't feel like, I didn't feel like I was playing a, oh, this is my backstory and this is my class. So this is what it should with Starfield. I really do feel like I, I might end up doing that. And I think it's similar to the opposite side of what uh, Paris is saying where Paris wants to touch everything and do everything and play not the necessarily the normal way he would, but more of a comprehensive way. Whereas I've had this joke, but I'm going to try it for a little bit of like, how long can I stay on the opening planet? Like, can I just, can I just run around here and like make my home here? Yeah, exactly. What if I never want it? What if I sell my ship right away? What if I screw around? And like, as I start making those kind of decisions, it feels to me more than, oh, I'm going to be in the moment, do the thing that I'm going to be like, I need to come up with a backstory for who I am and what I'm doing here. Um, I, I guess it all depends on what the character, how the character creator sort of puts you in different lanes of like, all right, you come from a background, you're a, you're a spacer or you, I'm thinking of just like the way Mass Effect does it. Sure. You are a survivor. You yeah, survived yeah, yeah. that big war and you saved all of your pals or you're just a ruthless asshole. Like that's kind of the, you know, I guess step one for this character creator and, and how I would role play as it. Um, I don't really come up with a whole lot of backstories for myself unless I'm maybe doing content with friends or something like that. Like yeah. how we've been doing here at work with Baldur's Gate. But I usually, when it comes to role-playing in these games, when it comes to making decisions, I usually don't try to go 100% Paragon. I usually try to, well, if this person being a true dick 
then they're going to, you know, the they're going to see the, the butt end of my gun. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. so I, I, I guess it depends. I, I, it depends on how comprehensive the character creator is going to be when it comes to like giving me backstories and where I would take that backstory and what I feel would make sense for my character's arc in a way, right? Like yeah. if I came from this sort of background, how could I in my mind affect that story later on and say like, well, now I used to not like uh that race of aliens but now guess what like you know i totally see where they're coming from because of whatever reasons and whatever should i get into in the game yeah paris what about you would you normally do that or is that going to be something you think of in a different context as a reviewer it'll be different and I'll, I'll give you this example even during our todd howard interview i i asked them this i go what would happen if you went to new atlantis and because they scan your ship and i did have contraband on it and he goes, you'll have to find out when you play the game. Well, guess what? I'm going to find out when I play the game. But that may not necessarily be the playthrough that I want. I may like literally save right there just to see what the hell would happen. Nah, and depending boo! on the outcome, go back. Boo that! Boo that, you Baldur's Gate people on the stream changing choices. You make the choice, you live with it, that's the hey, game. No, but I like seeing what the game can do. Right, I like so I can I can talk about it. Because I, I talked oh, about this on XCast. I, I have a feeling... The way I play it pre-review, like for the review, yeah. I'm probably going to start completely over after that Ooh, and play a completely different yeah. way. You know what I mean? So yeah. I just want to try different things just to see what happens during the review, but that wouldn't be the way I would normally play. And that's another thing, yeah, you know, it falls into the role-playing thing, but also then what I want to do, but then also does that affect it, right? Where for me, as we look right now, Bear's doing a great job showing the Starfield Direct and looking around your ship. I've been talking a lot about this of like, usually I don't like dogfighting. Like that was a turnoff for me, like No Man's Sky when that right. was in there. I really didn't like that. So I found myself wanting to stay on planet more. I wonder as we get in here and get our hands on the sticks and see our keyboard, if you're a weirdo, and see what's going on with it. Why is that weird? Huh? Why is that weird? Oh, look at me. I'm controlling something. <laughs> you know don't what I mean? talk like that. We don't you talk. do. You do. You really do. <laughs> I'm suffering. I don't mean to hold up a mirror. <laughs> you know what I mean? uh, but I, I keep thinking about like, wow, am I going to build a ship then that is just defense and speed and get the, get out? Like, do I have to fight everybody? Can mm -hmm. I just dodge, fly, and be gone? That, that, that's a question I have of really how much can you go through and do in this game? I think you're going to have so much investment in what your ship looks like and how it performs that you you're going to kind of like no this is my shit and i want to see how it performs in space like in no man's sky i feel like i it, initially right i'm talking about like you know in the first when the game launched yeah, yeah. you were just kind of like buying random ship x y and yeah, Z, exactly. right you like, were turning them pretty quick if you wanted to. yeah and i don't feel like i had a whole lot of ownership of that and i know later on the, the customization got way more uh, expanded in the all the other no man's sky sort of what they're at like expansion 35 now or something, something. it's crazy yeah. um but i feel like I, I i'm kind of like you i don't really care a whole lot for dog fighting but i think i'll have so much ownership in what my ship looks like and how it performs and the name of it even you know what i mean like i i want to see what i i mean i'm already kind of role playing around I'm like i want to see what this girl can do in space you know what i mean like i want to be that cool space outlaw sort of dude that doesn't play by the rules, no Greg. Way, I got yeah. a Western accent. Oh, wow. Yeah. In space. That's who I am. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Texas space. <laughs> <laughs> so then, Andy, question I have for you then is, and this is a bit more inside baseball about you streaming, mm -hmm. right? So you love to go home. You love to stream. You, you treat it like a part-time job, but also just more of a creative outlet. 
have you like is your plan when we get starfield and like you're doing it are you winding down obviously you can't stream while it's embargoed or are you i've done that before sometimes by accident though. yeah one time it was a long time ago but if you're watching <laughs> it was a different game it was hey, a different game it was a different era all right independent developer they caught you <laughs> like what are you doing <laughs> why are you doing what? I thought it was no. uh but like for this are you going to like still try to stream other games at night are you going to dedicate starfield so big but then again back to the how do you how do we review you and me versus how does paris review or how do you want to treat your review is your life stopping for this or how are you doing it when if i'm not assigned lead reviewer on a game usually i will play a good amount in the embargoed period yeah but usually try to not beat it because i like having those surprise moments for stream moments sure whenever bigger mm -hmm. things happen or i might play in a way that i necessarily didn't in uh, depending on the game type with starfield because it being so massive i might play a certain way during the embargo period and then when embargo is up Rolling make a new character, character do yeah. something else like maybe not do the exact same role um and yeah i do think that I struggle with games that are this kind of open. Yeah. I I struggle concentrating on what I, because my ADHD is just all over the place and it's hard to kind of keep track of what this mission is and, and what thing I'm leveling up while also trying to entertain in that, in that form. Yeah. So it does get a little bit weirder like that with larger games, but I think this game will be so large and it's, I'm not going to want to just save this for off stream. Like, it's really tough to just say like, well, I'm going to play something else and I'm going to play Starfield off stream. Like, those are valuable hours in my evening. So sure. that's likely going to go towards some sort of Starfield content. Whether I'm, I likely won't do a full playthrough much like I did with Tears of the Kingdom where that game was just so massive and I played so much of it off stream, but I tried to save some of the larger moments that I knew were going to be more... I try to save like the boss fights for stream uh, because there's a lot of people that are like, hey, we don't have a Switch or I'm not planning on playing Zelda, but I want to experience it through you. And I also just like having that stuff documented. Sure. Like to kind of just look back through the years of all the stuff that I've played, you know. So a question for both of you, but I'll start with you, Paris. Uh, mm -hmm. And I know we're talking about it, something intangible, right? It is, hey, let's talk about Starfield, even though we don't have it. We haven't started playing it. We don't know about it. But you mentioned doing this comprehensive review and then doing your own playthrough after the fact. Is there concern? Like, do you like playing games over? Are you thinking that this game should be so big and is so varied that you could pick a million different things and not see the same stuff again? No, I, I'm fine with playing games like this over again. And I'm just kind of going down the Bethesda lineage of games. I think about Fallout 3. I think about New Vegas. I think about Oblivion, Skyrim. I've had multiple playthroughs of that where, again, I will try different things. I will go down different paths, join different factions, things like that. So I'm kind of looking at it that way where, yeah, I might try and be a jack of all trades during the review period, but sure. I'm pretty... And, and actually, that's almost the beauty of the second playthrough, because doing a jack of all trades where I'm going to try and touch a lot of different things, there's probably going to be something and I'm like, man, I really like that. All right. When I go back to the next playthrough, I'm going to focus on that kind of Andy was joking around about the, the ship building and you're going to want that that your special baby and take her out. I guarantee you there's just going to be so many lost hours just in shipbuilding and yeah. tuning and trying to figure out what works best for what you want to do. Um, again, when I talk about the space pirate aspect of it, the smuggling, things like that, those are 
avenues I want to go down. Like there may be a particular faction that I want to just join this faction and that's the only one I'm going to be a part of. Let's see what happens. So there's definitely a lot of uh, merit in doing not only a second playthrough, but maybe in a third and a fourth, uh, depending on just to your point, Greg, how big this game truly is. I mean, we've obviously heard rumbles about how big it is, but you know, we'll see in practice you know, once we get hands on. Is that the ship that took out the Orion spacers? This is her. This is her in the flesh. What do you want to know about her? Can you yeah. do one more take on that, please? <laughs> is that fuck? Am I? <laughs> We're on strike voice. This will be the most interesting. No, the voice actors aren't. Oh, right. <laughs> That'll be the, for me personally. With that, like as you show the ship building there, and we talk about the customization of it, that's going to be the interesting again. How complex can I get with some stuff? How simple can I get with others? Because for me, with the ship, like. I look at the stuff we just watched of them piecing it together and oh this has this many crew stations and this many and I'm like no that's too much for me I don't I don't I want to just right. I, I want the I'll take it off the lot I'll take what, what's the factory model let's do that and let's make that and I say that now again not having played not having gotten into the weeds maybe I'll get in and again we're probably looking at hours and hours and hours into the game what does it look like in the beginning to get you going get your wheels but I think of fallout four and i think of base building and i think of what a turnoff that was for me and even no man's sky where i was always like oh, i gotta do this no man's sky i liked more especially with the updates i had more fun doing that and it made more sense but fallout four was always like the oh just throw up some walls oh they don't connect the right way who cares let's get out of here same thing with fallout 76 too which was a huge turnoff for me it's that's gonna be i'm sorry but i was gonna say that's actually one of my worries going into this game not the ship building so much but the outposts to to that point of Fallout 4 because I just did not enjoy it in Fallout 4 so I just wonder how they're going to improve that and make it worth my while to want to do it in Starfield so I mean we'll see I mean like you said we're we've only seen the direct we're we're looking at from the outside looking in I guarantee there's going to be things once we go hands-on that oh for sure I'm just not gonna like I'm like yeah this is not for me and I'm gonna want to move on to something else and that'll be the big test right of can we do that yeah, you, they make it sound like you can, and even for Fallout Four, not liking the base building, and even Fallout Seventy Six, not liking base stuff, like it never felt like okay, well, I can't play the game anymore. It was I'm gonna right. throw up four walls and not care that the shack looks like a shack, whereas other people got so into it and so much stuff to it. It's possible there may be some sort of what the uh, equivalent to like auto leveling uh, sure. of friendly NPC would be, you know. Um, I, I think it'd be really cool, although it's gonna it would be really hard to kind of dictate it of like, hey, everybody are kind of funny. Paris, you're gonna go this class with this sort of outcome. Greg, you're gonna go this and you're gonna do that. And like if we all sort of chose wildly different paths to sure. see how different things yeah. really can get, because I know that that's where that's where the sort of doubt creeped in about how open cyberpunk 2077 actually really was where yeah once you get past that initial sort of prologue oh, your corpo street or kid or corpo yeah. and all that stuff didn't really differentiate a whole lot of time you may have some different responses but that's about it and know? that's very much one of those things that like back to the question of are we role-playing in this game or not like that is one of the things that I find depressing when I stop and I think back to V in Cyberpunk. When I do think of my Fallout 4 character, even my Fallout 3 character, is that I don't feel like those were defined people. That was just, right. it, you know, it's almost like uh, how f some people talk about like French fries being a conduit to a sauce. 
You know what I mean? The sauce was what I was getting in the world uh, and who I was interacting with. It could be what it could be. I'm not saying this is the right way to people do people are problematic. But like rather than dip a wing into the sauce, you're dipping a carrot or a celery. You're still getting the ranch dress. You know what I mean? Like it's like, I don't know. I don't want that. I, mm. I want that to feel like a meal. I want the base to be something that I'm really enjoying as well. And I think again, what my read on it is that it's going to be so complex that yeah, it's actually going to matter that I want to be super stealthy and I want to be super, you know, hacking or whatever, but I'll use a machine gun, but you're going to use a shotgun and you're going to do this. I think a lot of mass effect where sniper bro, come on. I know. I know. I'm just, <laughs> but I know I think a lot about mass effect and how like when I remember being at IGN playing those and coming in and talking to people and like the way people were investing into like the power that would shoot you up to them. You could punch them and then you shotguns. It was like, they were playing in a, it sounded like they were playing a different game than mine from staying back with an assault rifle and shooting and trying to stay from a range. Yeah. What do you got the giggles about? What are you giggling about? We're playing Mass Effect 2 right now. We played it today uh, for Nick Scarpino's full Renegade playthrough. There's a moment when we are going to go find Grunt, who is one of the NPCs that you run into. And there's a dude who's like bleeding out. He's like, please don't kill us. And then uh, Shepard says something and Shepard's like, you may be able to find some shade. Uh, you may be able to find some shade in case you want to be comfortable while you bleed out. And he just kind of walks away. He's like, "Ugh!" And then Jack is with us, and Jack goes, "Huh, good one." <laughs> Shepard. Shepard goes, "I thought so." <laughs> it, was like, it was just like the cheesiest sort of shit that I would love to see if Starfield really gets in the weeds with that, with the responses. How how does our character sound? How do those responses like? Are there multiple voices? Are, or is it non-voice? Do we know that? So much of the so yeah. So much of the hilarity in a renegade playthrough in Mass Effect was was Mark Mir just delivering those lines in such a funny way. And your Starfield I, character won't have a voice. Won't have a part. voice. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's perfect for my voice acting auditions, Greg. Oh man. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome as hell, and I want to see like again. I when I when you know don't ever shame us for. For save scumming, okay. We need to change that term. Whenever I hit, scummy. whenever I hit save before a big decision, I do that because I'm just. I like to peer behind the scenes and see like what is this game actually capable of. Is it just going to give me the same ending as that, that I would have run into anyway? You do that by talking to people and looking at other playthroughs. You commit to your I'll drink world. your Dr Pepper. Okay? I will drink my Dr Pepper, sir. <laughs> Enjoy the video game. I mean, enjoy it how you want to. Yeah. For me though, that I like it the opposite where you make that choice and the thing branches and it was I, oh, like I died. I didn't think he was gonna die. Yeah. It matters to me. Paris, what do you got? Yeah, I do have another thing I want to make sure I touch on Please. from a technical standpoint. Um, I for sure want to try and touch every platform that's available on. So sure. I, I'm gonna play sure. on the X. I'm gonna play on the S PC, and I'm gonna cloud stream it as well. Nice just oh. to see the differences and because obviously from a, from a console standpoint, we know it's locked at 30, but I'm, I'm very curious to see with them being partnered with AMD, how my NVIDIA GPU uh, performs uh, with Starfield on PC and what the frame rate looks like and all that good stuff. So it'll, it'll be good. Just, just overall gambit of the game itself, technical aspects, obviously, we, we we know the reputation Bethesda's had over the years with bugs. Let's let's see how bug free it's going to be. And another you know, big question. I can't wait to see. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think we're at the point though where we are more willing to accept sort of silly bugs if they're not game breaking. Yeah. If the game is right. as extensive as it is, 
much like another game we'll be talking about soon, Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. By no means a polished product. Like, tons of, like, weird quirks and pop-in and characters doing weird shit and, like, things that just don't look right. But the game is still so good that you're willing to look past all that stuff. I'm That's what I'm hoping for. Like, I, I accept that this game is going to be so massive and it is going to be... It would have been such a tough task for all, for all these people working in QA to try to find and fix every little issue with every possible outcome. And if you walk in there, you're probably fine. But if you're wearing this suit, it might be affected differently. Like, there's so many different things that could happen that I'm more willing to fig- forgive those issues if the game is still really, really great. And if those aren't, like, insanely game-breaking, you know? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen... We couldn't do this show without your support over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. Of course, there you can get each and every episode of the kind of funny games cast ad free. You can get the ability to watch it live, just like Jeremy, Nicholas and Cameron are all watching live. And of course, you can watch the other podcast live. And of course, you can get more than 300 episodes of exclusive content. It's only available up there, except for the ones we're putting up this month as part of the pledge drive on YouTube. And of course, you can get cool merch like this. We the Trog shirt. But guess what? You're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny. So here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. Y'all know how much I love to stay hydrated and Liquid IV makes it easier and better than ever to ensure that I'm always living my best, most hydrated life. And you can too. Liquid IV, the number one powered hydration brand in America is now available in sugar-free with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone and you can keep your daily routine exciting with three new flavors white peach green grape and lemon lime let me tell you the white peach is good it's real good we hear it kind of funny swear by this stuff one stick of liquid iv in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone real people real flavor real hydrating now sugar-free grab your liquid iv hydration multiplayer sugar-free in bulk nationwide at costco or get 20 percent off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code kind of funny at checkout that's 20 percent off anything you order when you use promo code kind of funny at liquidiv.com. So for me, it's interesting because this weekend uh, went to breakfast with Jen in the morning is Sunday. She's like, you know what? Let's have a chill day at home. What'd you get? I was like, that's a great idea. Uh, this one, I got a breakfast sandwich. In. Got a breakfast sandwich out there, a cup of coffee. You know mm. what I mean? Uh, the, her and Ben had bagels. Wow, that's what they want. Yeah. The day before we went to like a sit down diner and I got my traditional two eggs, sunny side up, bacon toast, the hash browns. When you walk but in, they do they're the like, hash hey, browns. They do. Yeah, they, oh, I yeah. love that. That's they got the name. hash browns there. They do. They do them with uh, cheddar and jalapeno. Though. Oh my God. Good ass. So good. Yeah, yeah. The first time I discovered it, because we'd been going there a while and then I finally looked at the menu and saw they did that. I was like, well, this can't be an every time thing. And every week, <laughs> I do it every week. <laughs> I was like, well, I can't do this every time I come to the restaurant. I do it every time I come to the restaurant. That's me with the, with the fries and the potato wedges at Proposition Chicken. Sure. Every once in a while, I'm not going to get them. Bullshit, Andy. Yeah, you're getting them. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so uh, we went out for that and for a nice, you know, Jen's like, Let's just, you know, blah, blah. and then we went on a seven kilometer hike. And like, we were up there and I'm in, I'm in jeans. I'm just, they're, <laughs> they're, all, they're like painted to my, and we're pushing the, the stroller and I got the Converse on. And it, like, we were like to kilometer six, maybe five. When Jen finally like kind of was a voice that she realized that this uh, was a bigger hike than she thought it was going to be. And yet I'm like, I'm fine with this, but you of course need to remember 
that Starfield review code is going to come in. So there's going to be a weekend where I need to be selfish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where I just need to go in the basement. And you need, ben can jump on the trampoline we got down there. I love that. You're kind of prepping for that sort of thing. Oh, I, it's, it's <laughs> rare. I heard tweet. I forgot. Absolutely nightmarish behavior. <laughs> if you're an audio listener, yeah, Jen tweeted me, me to Greg this morning. Let's have a chill day in the neighborhood. Also me two hours later. Let's go on a surprise eight kilometer walk. And then Andy responds, absolute nightmarish behavior. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was like, I, I'm not one. I mean, obviously, you know, it's a relationship and yeah, yeah, but I'm not one to ever call out like, Hey, I'm being pretty good right now. Yeah. But like on the, on the Eve, I feel like of, Hey, I'd like to be really fucking bad. Yeah. It's to the point that like, I, of course, now I'm a father as everybody knows. Cause I bring it up all the time. Love of my life. Jen and Ben. Everybody's. Uh, but I, that also means that like there's the best intentions of gaming to midnight and I make it most of the time, but there's plenty of times where I'm down there nodding off playing a game at 10 15. So I'm also going to get a, I think some cold brew coffees that way when I get home, <laughs> hit those around oh. 536. So I can keep coasting. Hopefully the a little Busan? bit of energy. Yeah. Busan, that train to Busan, right. To make sure I'm getting as much time as I can on this. But with it, cause like, you know, anytime I block out my schedule here to play games, like today I had it blocked out for a different game, different review. I had it from like 11, I didn't put one I finally started playing that fucking game. Yeah. So much other shit to do here all the time. So it's like, I need to make sure I'm, I'm getting those hours in Paris. I can only imagine for you too, as you sit there, like I got to fit all this stuff. The teenager thing is a great idea. I like that. I should have had been earlier. Turns uh, out, no, I, no, 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 <laughs> they, they, they have attitudes and they talk back you don't, you don't want that. And, and they need lots of money. So you don't want that. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. This weekend, uh, it was one of the first times where, uh, Ben was playing by himself. And like we, we were, we were trusting enough of him doing that in the living room while we were like tearing apart the kitchen and doing other stuff. Trying to just, get platinum and Valorant or something. Nah, he's just playing with a little trend. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Just playing with some trains. Not there. I did show him trend on PlayStation. He liked that one a lot. The oh. dreams game. Cause he, he loves the model trains. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. They want to, we'll see if you like Starfield though. Anyways though. Uh, yeah. It's going to be interesting trying to fit all of that in there. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, I don't. Yeah, and I'm not trying to, I, I respect Paris and I, if I was lead reviewer, I would probably want to see the end of the story in the credits too, but I still feel like for me getting to whenever we get to review it for however long we've had it, if I can have 20, 30, hopefully more hours under my belt, right? Even if I didn't roll credits and it is that I'm just like a level whatever and I've been doing all this thing and I'm part of this faction, like for me, what I, you know, Tim a long time ago asked a great question when we were on the precipice of Fallout 4. He asked me and Colin when we were there and he said like, what do you think would make this game a failure or a disappointment? And I was like, a disappointment to me would be that it is just Fallout 3. It is just what we expect in a modern sense or whatever. And I really do feel like that's what Fallout 4 kind of was, where it didn't surpass Fallout 3 in these great jumps where I, I sat there. And granted, maybe since Fallout 3 was my first Bethesda RPG, my first kind of open world Western RPG that way, maybe it would never be captured that way again but I don't buy it because things like the Witcher have had great quests that I remember mm -hmm. to do. Whereas fault four, I don't remember that. My hope here is that the choices I'm making in Starfield matter. The NPCs I'm meeting matter. This, the, the things they're setting me off on are great little tidbits and stories that I want to do that aren't just, I need three space mushrooms. All right. I hear three. Right. Oh, fine. Yeah. So here's your XP and here's your thing. Yeah. And go on your own thing. Is that unreasonable to ask for Andy? <laughs> no, I don't think so at all. Cause that's kind of what I've been hoping for. And that's, I, I, I've been saying that I don't necessarily need Starfield's story to deliver in a 10 out of 10 way. Yeah. It'd be great if it did, but to me, the adventure and the journey is going to be those, the NPCs you meet on the, along the way. It's going to be yeah. 
those moments that we can talk about in, in hopes that we have some sort of like spoiler cast without like net, without us being required to beat the game because this is going to be a very very much a water cooler type game 100%. where just like tears of the kingdom was just like breath of the wild is was one of my favorite games of all time even though i didn't care a whole lot about the story it was all about you know coming across this little camp and not knowing what to do there and suddenly you realize that this piece connects to that like it's those moments that I'm hoping, you know, sort of really exceed my expectations. If the story's great, lovely. But yeah. I'm just hoping for those moments that feel mm -hmm. like the shit that happens when you're just in your everyday life of like, oh my God, dude, some guy ran across my car when I was in traffic. Like, I want to hear stuff about that in Starfield. What are the Starfield equivalents of those cool stories? Paris? Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I think it's Mike Tyson that said it. He goes, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. Yep. Yeah, I, I have this plan of what I want to do. Who the frick knows? I may get in there, get on the sticks, and just start going down this path of like, oh my God, I didn't know the game could do this. And then it turns into this entire in, in, different adventure that I was not expecting from a story standpoint, from a gameplay standpoint, all of that. So we'll see. This is my plan going in, but I may be sitting at that table, you know, in a few weeks going, well, I finished it. It's a out of x and man here's the adventure i went on while i played it yeah that's kind of the beauty of of an open world game like this thousand planets all the whole thing so we'll see but that's my plan going in but maybe there's a happy surprise waiting for me when when i play it so we'll see that's another thing too andy you talked about you know uh water cooler moments i'll be interested to see how this especially with the timing of the release trickles out into kind of funny content you know, one of the things uh, a lot of people, not a lot of people, the commenters I saw were like, man, I wish they would do the Zelda spoiler cast. I wish they would talk more about Zelda. Uh, the problem with Zelda was, of course, that the way we only got one review code for Bless. Then we did a follow up, you know, after the first weekend with it with all of us. But then it was hit after hit of review after review on Gamescast and every other show. It seems we don't have a dedicated Nintendo podcast. So I think it'll be interesting. And I also think that to some degree, is that, of course, Zelda in review. Barrett's got Zelda in review. I'm not taking away from that. Well, you know, people still ask for it. People still ask for the Zelda uh, spoiler cast. We've got 50 minutes of, you know, spoiler filled content. Exactly. Over in uh, Zelda in review part two. But, like, you know, subscribe. I think for me with zelda the way i still play zelda oh i love this layout this is a nice one that's the first time i saw that one uh the way i've been consuming zelda is you know okay cool i'm on a flight i need i'm in front of the tv or something with jen and it is that turn on and what do i see on the horizon and move towards it in terms of usually it's a shrine it's a, one of the big towers i don't like combat so i'm you know avoiding that for the most part until i really needed to do stuff for the story which i'm not even trying to touch I love that, but I don't think, in my personal opinion, it makes for great content to be like, oh, I did that shrine or I did the thing, but I did it this way. Like, I guess there's that conversation, how did you do it, blah, blah, blah. But then even then it would be like, if it wasn't my shrine, did I get to it thinking about it, blah, blah, blah. Whereas I do feel like, I hope at least, with Starfield, whether we're talking about I don't, the main story, which I wouldn't think we would, but it would be those little things of, oh, I went into this bar, I met this guy, he got in a fight, we went off and did the thing, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's oh, you punched him. I gave him a drink, and then now exactly. I became right. co CEOs yeah, yeah, yeah. with him or something. Exactly. You know, like, oh, co CEO, yeah. the bar. <laughs> Turns out he owned a corporation, whatever the hell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those are the awesome moments. Yeah. That I'm really, really hoping to have those interactions with because 
That's what Baldur's Gate has been this whole time. I was going to say, I, this is a nice little bridge to bring more Baldur's Gate in there and just start talking about it because I know you want to, right? Like, that is what I was wowed by with our impressions we did, where it was the first, I played the first, you know, six hours for the review embargo, but it wasn't by no means our review. It was that idea of like, oh man, like, even from that very beginning, there's so many permutations of, did you save this person? Did you do that thing? Wait, you got, you didn't fight out of the goblin prison or whatever because you didn't get that guy. I went and got that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it felt like that's all over the place in Baldur's Gate 3. Dude, yeah. Uh, How many hours in are you now? Oh, God. Well, many play, two playthroughs that, we're, that I'm maining now. We have the playthrough that we're doing on the Kind of Funny channel. So everybody go watch. There's a playlist up that has me, Roger, and Snowbike Mike doing our playthrough there we are the fellowship uh fella f-e-l-l-a got it got it and um it's it's a great time right we're we're experiencing so many cool things together and we're all role playing and doing our characters but then i decided like we don't we're not going to stream this enough at work maybe once maybe twice a week right yeah. if we're lucky so i'm going to just continue my own thing so i think i'm around like 70 hours in in total gotcha, gotcha. um across and again you know several hours of that was me making just different characters so it's um yeah it's it, it's a great time and i love seeing people like cameron kennedy in my chat saying damn this went real different on my playthrough yeah like oh shit that little kid stole that thing from that dude and I guess, you know, things can go a certain way, but on mine, the little kid stole this amulet from a dude, and the dude's like, I'm going to hit you, little kid, or whatever, and then you're like, hey, man, give him back the amulet, we know you stole it, and the kid gives it back, and he's like, it reminded me of my mom's, okay, and the kid, like, leaves crying, because obviously the kid, something happened to the kid's mom, and the guy's like, damn, actually, you can keep it. I gotta it. kill that kid. No, he's like, actually, he's like, actually, you keep it, kid, and he's like, and he's like, poor kid, man, like, damn. And, and like to see just the different permutations for all of these things, just the branches, it's the most impressive RPG. And I, I feel like all of, all of Twitter's been talking about, man, devs are so scared. Devs are angry. That shit's been so overblown. That was like, one I'm so thing annoyed that I feel like everybody's it. been dunking on, right? I feel I'm, like that. Yeah, I'm so annoyed by this, this take that's like taken over all of social media that uh, the dev, like, I swear it gets more and more extreme every time there's a new person talking about it on TikTok. It started off as devs like, are devs are worried themselves. Devs want to <laughs> well, fight that one's these true. Devs that want to fight them in the streets about this. It's like, dude, chill the fuck out. Like, what it is is devs are going, oof, man. We could probably make that game if we have if we had six plus years with four hundred employees, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But there's a good chance we won't. So people need to be realistic, right? Like. I, this game is so impressive with what it's doing with the, again, the stuff that you can miss, the stuff that I love talking about in the FromSoft games, the side quests that are so easily missable, the characters that are can completely change your whole vibe and feeling of a game, and if you didn't go see them, you wouldn't have experienced any of that. Uh, meeting this lady who was just a little potion seller, and it turns out she's not just a little potion seller. If you go... <laughs> There's these dudes harassing her, and she's like, oh, help me, these men are harassing me. And I killed those fucking two dudes. I was like, hey, back off. She's just an old lady, and they wanted to fight me, so I killed them. And it 
turns out she's up to some real bad shit and they, those guys were in the right to like want to be wow. mad at her so and like and you dive deeper into the story you're like oh man this lady's really fucked up dude and i just like did you I, save scum you little pervert no absolutely not i went through with it and like i felt bad about killing those two dudes while you did it like you knew it you, at, after the fact when, when when she was like oh thank you so i was like something feels roll off about this and then even my little npcs with me were like Man, something about her isn't right. I was like, you're totally right about this. I don't like <laughs> You're this. like, I agree, but I, I said I'd kill these guys. I feel guys. so bad that I killed these dudes because they were mad for a reason. But it's like the game does such a great job of like doing the Game of Thrones style. Like, hey, you hated this person now, but now you're seeing him in a different light. Do you hate them so much now? And then you're like, actually, no, you're right. I don't do I actually, am I actually on their side? No, there's no way because of how they feel and what they've said. Like the game does such a great job with characters. I think it's like one of the best written games when it comes to different NPCs you encounter. The NPCs backstories are so deep. Uh, they're so rich. Like it being with these characters and going on these adventures, this is like the type of role-playing thing that you've been talking about. So I want to full stop Starfield. you. I want to full stop you and then bring it back to Starfield on that. Do you think Starfield has a chance of touching that? No. Yeah. Do you think then that makes Baldur's Gate three R? And I know I'm between these two. Do you think it's RPG of the year? I think it would be RPG of the year at that point. But if I enjoy Starfield's gameplay more, right? Like I, I've definitely come around. That's a number one. I was going to say, I've talk to me about this. Cause in the impressions, all of us were like, we're enjoying ourselves. We don't like the combat. We don't like the strategic. That's the number one question I've been getting. Are you feeling more comfortable with the combat? Are you enjoying it more and more? And I would still prefer other ty other types of combat, but as I'm getting more familiar with it and understanding it more, I am definitely enjoying it a lot more. And the freedom that there is in it. There's so much that you can do in this game that isn't... It, it's not just turn-based. I'm going to do this attack i'm gonna heal i'm gonna do this attack i'm gonna heal them like it is so much more open and so much more free than you really know because i am not somebody who ever really plays dungeons and dragons sure and all the people in my chat that talk about their experiences with D D, they know the freedom that's there when they're doing a campaign or a mission and they know that all of those freedoms are put into this game as well like it there is a almost direct translation of well, I wonder if you could light that thing on fire. I wonder if you could put out that fire and then would it then cause a chain reaction over here? Like, there's so much of that stuff that I, I would say with Baldur's Gate, don't go into it thinking it's just strength versus strength and attacks versus attacks. There, it, it goes so much deeper. It is so impressive. I've loved the TikTok stuff and like social media memes of just push. Push him off the ledge, push, push him into each other, push him into the fire, push him in. Don't fight. Don't push do is, any of your moves. Push is great. The strategies that people are having where, well, if you have a backpack and you fill it with a bunch of explosive stuff, the backpack will break if it falls from far enough of a height. And when it breaks, all those explosives explode and all those bad guys will just get, get shot to hell. There's so many cool different causes and effects in Baller's Gate that I'm just constantly impressed by. Again, the character work is great. The amount of butterfly effect type stuff that if I just did this one thing, this lady wanted her husband back, and I happened to have a wand that I found from a mission, and this lady was like, I just want my husband back, please, I'm so sad, and I used this wand, 
And the husband came back and he's still zombified. <laughs> and she was like, what the fuck? I thought you said he'd be back. Monkey's paw. Exactly. And I was I like, I didn't say how he'd be back. And I, had so, and I had so many options. I could break this wand before bringing him back. Like I could have been like, no, this isn't right. We're going to break this it's wand. It's God. So nobody can use it. Or I could give her the wand and be like, well, you figure this out. Or I could just keep the wand. In this case, she was like, fuck you. You're not going to do anything else. You're just going to leave him that way. She ran away all sad. And the zombie guy was just still there, just standing there. I was like, <laughs> all right, see you later, brother. <laughs> see you later, Connor was his name. So like, they're so, like, this is definitely the most impressive thing that I've experienced that uh, when it comes to just variety of outcomes and variety of things that can happen, variety of people that you can meet and the cause and effects, honestly, it's letting that one animal go that you were going to kill. And then it pops up eight hours later in the gameplay and you're like, oh shit, you're still alive and you're over here now. What the fuck are you, you doing here? Oh, I can free you. And if I free you, you'll go back to my camp. And then I can talk to animals. That's one of my abilities. Nice. And the animal, like the, the two animals that I met are now for, oh man, it's just the coolest shit, dude. It is so fucking impressive. Paris, have you touched Baldur's Gate 3? No, I have not. And it's kind of been on purpose because it wasn't originally <laughs> on my radar. And I've, I've seen all the hype and everything that Andy's talking about. It definitely is something I would want to play. But the next few months are oh, just going to be fucking Insane. chaos. It's, I need a break. It's <laughs> so crazy. And, a break. and that's what I mentioned last week, Paris. It's like this, this game came so out of nowhere for me that uh, even a lot of people in our comments and a lot of people in our community have been have been mentioning man kind of funny seemed so far away from getting into this game and it was like just at the snap of your fingers now everybody's into it and it came yeah. out of nowhere like it's just this gigantic game that i did not expect to be on my horizon right now because i was so into remnant 2 i was so into dave the diver and i haven't touched those games in so long because all i'm doing is Baldur's gate it's so damn good well, let me ask you this, actually, because this was my thinking for not playing it with Starfield on the horizon. Do you think being invested in, in a game, because like you said, what, 70 plus hours already, yeah. that you can now jump into another game that's probably be another 70 to 100 hours? I'm really struggling with knowing how I'm going to manage my time in that. You know, when, when yeah. we eventually get these Starfield codes, I'm worried about, like... Is it going to hurt my Starfield experience? Not because, like, oh, this game is not Baldur's Gate, but just, like, do I want to put down Baldur's Gate right now? I'm still really, really into it. I mean, that's like right. the, you know, the back to Monkey's Paw, right? Or the, the smallest violin about our job. Yeah. Is when a new game drops that you are going to review or you need to be in a conversation about and switching to it and be like, I'm enjoying this, but... I'm way more in the mood for playing. Like it's been for me, the specter of Diablo four, right? Where it's like, there's so little free time in my life that when I do get there, I'm like, I really should play this game for a review or I'd love to talk about something new on PS. I love you. So I should touch this indie or do this thing. So many games I start get that feeling of like, it's not for me right now. And I don't know if it would get there. And I've only gotten another 45 minutes of me. So I'm going to stop and go play Diablo. And I feel like I'm letting the game down because I'm doing that. But like our job is on our passion. Our, our jobs are led by our passion. So hopefully, you know, you get dr drugged through it that way. And we'll get Liza P before that as well. I mean, like, don't get me started, right? Because it's like I wrote down, what are you playing? Or after? We're talking about Starfield. I, but after. we can put it everywhere, right? In Starfield, I'm putting both 
two weeks out from release and like three weeks after and talking about the games you're hitting, right? But it's like playing Starfield is like, what is your plan for playing other games? Because for me, like it's like Sea of Stars, Immortals, WrestleQuest, Spider-Man, Alan Wake, Assassin's Creed. Like there's all this stuff happening in there that isn't like same date, but close enough around it that I get really fascinated by what it is. And I get into this weird thing of, I wonder, I think Starfield is such an unknown quantity where I think Baldur's Gate did such a great job of building hype where it was like early access, all the CRPG nerds knew it was great and loved it and were enjoying it despite the bugs. They went, 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 went. Then they did the thing where they did the final dev stream, flew all the journos out to Belgium, did the thing. You can fuck a bear. And suddenly the game was like, everyone was like, Wait, this game looks rad. This is a hell. real deal. This looks fucking yeah. rad as hell. And I was like, oh shit, we did a PS I love you about it, all this different stuff. And like, that's mainly, mainly me being ignorant about Larian Studios and not really being into Divinity Original Sin and yeah. and all of the But I mean, I don't even think yeah. it's you being ignorant about it. You knew Divinity Divinity yeah. was a great game. It yeah. just wasn't something for you necessarily, right? And they did a great job here of being like, listen, this game could be for a lot more people if you do it. And they have this big moment, and they've had this big moment, and being the underdog, I think, is such an easier success story. Now yeah. you turn your eyes to Bethesda to where it was like for so long building up to that direct Paris, we were like, is it going to be good? What is it going to be? Then we had that direct and it was like, holy shit, this is awesome. And that was, you know, summer game fest. And now it's quiet again as we prepare for the onslaught of Starfield. But it still is that one that I was way more confident in Baldur's Gate three being a great game this far out from review than I am Starfield. Not that I'm doubting Starfield, but so much is being carried by the direct was great. And I, tr I really like Todd Howard games usually, but I do wonder if we're going to get it. And it's going to be that thing for me of as a weird PlayStation guy who did Baldur's Gate for the six hours uh, leading up to the embargo. And then I was like, I'm going to put it down and get back to it one day on PlayStation. Cause I prefer to play there. I wonder if I'm going to play Starfield, if I'm going to have an enjoyable enough time with it, but we get to review. I've played this amount of hours. I enjoyed it or I didn't enjoy what it is. And then I start playing Baldur's Gate 3 on, on PlayStation 5. Or if Starfield is so good, I am the whole way on it. Like, Paris, do you worry about the quality of Starfield? Do you worry about Starfield living up to our expectations? I, th I think you have no choice but to. You, you have to because there's so many ex high expectations for that game. And fair or not, this is coming off the heels of another Bethesda game that was a complete letdown with Redfall. So I think it's perfectly valid Damn, to come in Redfall. somewhat skeptical. Um, I think that Direct did a lot to save the goodwill for Starfield because I think it 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 exceeded my expectations going into that Direct. 100%. Like, I thought oh, that, oh, I wow. mean, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. So my I, I'm very excited to play it. And then when I think about this is a Todd Howard game and then you you see the the love and the attention and the, the detail, like everything that they're putting into it. This seems like something I 100% will be on board for, but I will look shameless plug. Phil Spencer was on X cast. He said it himself. Don't believe anything I say until you have the controller in your hand. And I'm kind of living by that mantra of I'm not going to overhype this game until I play it for myself because you just don't know. And you think about Cyberpunk three years ago and other games that we were super excited for that just didn't live up to what we thought they were going to be. So I think it's valid to be skeptical. But everything that we've seen tells me this is going to be a great game. But and, there is a little room for doubt. And what comes back to it for me, right, of like still being so excited for Starfield and then comparing it to Baldur's Gate is I think even sitting there and especially, you know, Blessing is a turncoat and started playing. Uh, he went from his Steam Deck to mouse and keyboard on PC and be like, oh, my God, this made it so much 
not easier, but more comprehensible, and I'm enjoying this more. I will it's never true. do that, all right? It's so true, though. I'll put both of my hands in some kind of saw before <laughs> I pick up a mouse and keyboard to play a game, it, right? It's so true, though, Greg. What, like, I... I, I wood play, chipper, that's what I was looking for. Wood, saw yeah, works, chipper, but it's yeah. like, you know... It's like, it's like one of these saws, like... Hur, hur, and I'm like, uh, how do I do this? I, I mean, I played controller in Baldur's Gate when we all had that review. Like, I was playing on PC, but I was using controller because I'm... I've never been a fan of like the click to walk games, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I but it is I eventually made the, the switch over because selecting things on controller is kind of really tedious and not great. All the radio menus? Yeah, uh, well, well not even the radio menus. I just Oh, mean, you like, just mean clicking in the world. Yeah, clicking. The amount of times I stole something by accident. Yeah. Everybody hates you. I'm like, "Oh." Yeah, um yeah, once I switched over to mouse and keyboard, it became a lot easier. Now I'm just totally like I have no issues with it whatsoever. So I understand blessing being on the right side of history here. For Boo. sure. Don't like that one bit. Not a fan of that. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what it does for it. But back to my, where I was going is like just the Bethesda first person, third person just is how I like playing games. Like I, I prefer that perspective and that kind of moment to moment combat. So when we see, you know, you being an astronaut with a machine gun, I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And when I think about being a sneaking astronaut, seeing them out of pickpockets and all that jazz and being stealthy and hacking terminals and stuff like that gets me going. I'd be, a, I mean, I would be way more down and optimistic about my own time. If this game was coming out in November or something, you sure. know, like, that would be the ideal scenario because of everything that is like the only issue with this game right now is that it's coming out too soon from Baldur's Gate. And like, that's that when I mean, that's the only negative that I have uh, aside from like, I feel like the public, the public sort of, you're right about Larian suit as being like the underdog in the situation. Yeah. And we put that in like extreme quotes because that game was under development for so long. Yeah, it had yeah, a yeah. massive budget, but, Big name, but right now you're looking at Bethesda and I feel like, public sentiment is don't fuck this up you better not fuck this up yeah and it's so hard to kind of come out with a game that uh, when people's you know are already feeling that way about you and your studio paris you had a point no i was just gonna say and this isn't directly related to starfield and greg kind of alluded to this already but i look at tober and it was a 10-day stretch now it's 15 because uh, assassin's creed moved up but there's like this 14 to 15 day stretch that's just unprecedented of game releases, like these huge AAA games that I want to play all of them, but it is literally impossible. You know, boohoo, play the violin, you know, for us, but it is impossible for me to have enough time to try and play all the games that are going to come out in that window. Like, I just think about October 20th specifically. What the hell am I going to do? Spider Man 2 Mario. It's like, both of those are like at the top of my list of games I would want to play, but there's just simply not going to be enough time. And then you throw in if Starfield really is the hit that we're thinking it's going to be, and you're going to invest hundreds of hours of time into it. Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty is coming out. You know, there's uh, Mortal Kombat. There's NBA 2- 2K24 as well. You start stacking all this stuff on just in September going into October. It's it's insane. It, it's, a, it's a good problem to have, obviously, but... I don't think I, in my decades now of playing video games, I don't think I've ever seen this before. That's because you're this living the best games. year of gaming. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think, I think the biggest issue, uh, like our game of the year conversations are going to oh, be sanity. so diverse and yeah. it's going to be like, 
yeah, I played three of those big ass titles, but I didn't have time for those two other big titles. Yeah, so right. those just weren't even in my top ten because I didn't fucking play them. Like that's gonna be really interesting, you know. Do you think Baldur's Gate three has superseded Zelda in your opinion for game of the year? No. Okay. But like everything beneath, I, I'm with you. Don't it, get me wrong. But in I, I think it's possibly exceeded Final Fantasy sixteen. Wow. Like Final Fantasy sixteen made me feel so much shit while I was playing it. Like I, I was like crying of emotion and sadness and crying of hype and just tears in my eyes and just crying, smiling from ear to ear. You're like cutting onions, dude. Like as so many moments of Final Fantasy sixteen, like brought when a game can bring those emotions out of you. I think like that's like a testament to how special it is. But I am more impressed by like just as somebody who was in game development for a couple of years, like I am more impressed by what Baldur's Gate 3 is doing gameplay-wise, for sure. Wow. Yeah. Tim's going to be so mad at me. Tim's got to play Baldur's Gate 3. Let's, ha- let's, ha- let's have him make a, a, a half-orc or something. What's he into? <laughs> He's into, like, spirits. Probably not orcs. It's yeah, smash, you're right. You know what I mean? You can't make a ghost. Yeah, yeah Link. You can- Sorry, Tim, you can't be fucking Link in this game. You can't be Samus in, in Baldur's Gate 3. Maybe you can. I don't know. <laughs> game's pretty open. There's some creative builds yeah, out there. Really creative. You get, stuff. you know, something to mimic in the cannon to shoot. Pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's happening. Starfield's close. Oh, man. Like I said, uh, of course, it's out on September 1st for early access, September 6th for everybody else. So 17 days till early access begins. I'm very excited. It's, it's, it's a weird one. It's exciting to have Paris coming up, obviously, but it's one of those games where I feel like so many of us are going to be playing it all at once, which happens often, but then also this year hasn't because of the cadence of releases. You know, oh, you guys take Final Fantasy. I'm moving to this review, so I'm not with you on that thing. Okay, bless. We only get one Zelda code. You review it, and then we all play it later and then figure it out, but there's other games. This is one where it feels like all hands on deck for one review. Yeah, I agree. Did you want to... I know at one point you had floated the idea of... I'd love to get everybody's first hour with it. Yeah, we had talked about trying. Like, that's the whole thing. I want to experiment with the whole- like what you and Colin did with Fallout up four back in the day. Like, did we do that? Yeah, I think he, <laughs> okay. had, like, he had his first hour. You had your first hour. Got it, like, got it, got it, got it. It was kind of like a full frontal. Uh, wait, assault, full frontal assault. Is yeah. that the yeah, yeah, I yeah? I, I, I do want to do that. that. Yeah, we've talked uh, about that. You know, we're doing the review. We're doing the X cast as the FAQ. Uh, Blessing wants to lead producing on TikToks and stuff to try to talk to everybody about doing cool stuff and finding cool things they made. And then, yeah, I think it would make a lot of sense for everybody who's here to your first hour go into the bays and record little things and do that when it, if the you know possibility arises. I'll be halfway done with the character. character creator. Yeah, I know. That's right. Right. <laughs> right. Maybe it is the first hour once you create your character. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe we somebody should edit that down. <laughs> let, we'll let Paris go. And we'll, yeah, I guess we could do it that way. You could just edit past it, mm-hmm. Raj. Yeah, that's a good idea. We should do that. Nicholas Prasad says, I keep forgetting Jedi Survivor came out this year. Let me tell you. God damn. This new PC that NTXT sent me, Greg. Yeah. I mean, Jedi Survivor runs like a dream. It only took a $4,000 PC, but <laughs> it runs like a dream. Let yeah. me tell you, man. Yeah. Like, I, I'm getting in that main little zone, in that main little town where your little, like, uh, your little rabbit hoppy animals are kind of yeah. hopping around that you rescue. Yeah. I'm pushing like 65 frames. Wow, in that. that was the big part where it dropped real bad. Yeah, everywhere else I'm getting like, you know, 180 or whatever. But in that area, over 60 <laughs> is fantastic. Yeah, I, uh, you talk about the like game of the year and getting there in our top 10s and da 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 Like I, the amount of times people are like, what, what, what have you played? I was at dinner the other day and Yusef was like, oh man, like 
Yeah, like, it hasn't been a big Greg year, has it? I'm like, no, there's been a lot of great stuff. I didn't even name Jedi. I totally forgot yeah. about Jedi. I was, like, in the car ride home. I'm like, fuck! Yeah. Cal! <laughs> Cal Kestis! I'm sorry! I did you dirty! Dude, RE4 remake, Dead Space remake. by the end of the year, you know? Is he still, like, at the front of your mind, uh, Barrett, with all the games you've been playing? What, Cal Kestis? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> He's thinking about Cal Kestis on the daily, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, like, we've had our conversations on the the review and the spoiler cast. I yeah. wasn't as high on Survivor as you were. Yeah. Um. So it, it it's one of those, like, it'll end up probably in my top ten. Is it going to be high on my top ten? Probably not. Uh, like, I still don't like it as much as I did the, the first game. So, and that's mainly uh, story stuff. It's still an impressive, like, sequel in terms of gameplay and design and all that. But, yeah, the, the story stuff kind of... Not let me down, but just wasn't as impressive. Wasn't as in the the front of my mind as the first game. So, yeah, I need to I need to beat that before game of the year. Talks, you should. Sure. I think you would enjoy it. Andy. I I, yeah. I mean I enjoyed yeah, what I, I played for sure. I definitely yeah. had a good time with it. Um, and then in October, spooky time. Woo! I got to RE4 remake. Yeah. And then there's good luck with that, Andy, with Spider-Man 2 and everything. Like, mm. oh, my God. It's Alan good, Wake, dude, it's man. Chaos. Alan Wake. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Paris, like you're trying to figure out Spider-Man and Mario. What do you do? I think you prioritize Spider-Man. Because you know fucking spoilers are just going to come out when yeah, people yeah. start yeah, playing I, I, it I'm and all that you. stuff. Yep. Whereas, like, Mario, it's like, oh, fuck. Uh, someone posted he turned into an elephant. Oh, no. like That's huge, man. Gotta watch it. It's in the the trailer. (laughs) He's a giraffe now. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Kind of Funny Games cast. Paris, I can't wait to welcome you up to San Francisco to record this. Yes, I'm excited. Looking forward to it. Andy, I can't wait to see you tomorrow at work. I won't be here. God fucking damn. (laughs) Going back (laughs) on. Bad, bad internet there. <laughs> bad, real bad internet. Good download it. speeds, though. I'll tell yeah, you what. Ladies and gentlemen, Netflix thank you for dad. downloading this episode of the Kind of Funny Games cast. Remember, each and every week, we come to you with the video game stuff we love and sometimes don't love. Uh, if you love that, head on over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where, of course, a few bucks would give you the ability to let us record the show live in front of you. You can then get it on demand without any ads as a video and MP3. Of course, there's 300 episodes of exclusive content since we launched the studio in Octo- October. Way more than that since we started the Patreons in 2014 and 15. There's tons of great stuff up for you all on patreon.com slash kind of funny. But if you got no bucks toss away, no big deal. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe each and every week. Use the creator code epic. No, I'm sorry. Creator, the epic creator code kind of funny when you're on the epic game store or buying stuff in Fortnite, Rocket League, etc. on the console of your choice. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.